Ladies and gentlemen, boys are back and we are buzzing. I love that tune. It is nothing but miss. Episode 10, the big season finale. I'm Bob, co-host, and I'm here with Elkie. How's it going, buddy? Feels like I haven't said this in ages. But it's Melky here, double <laughs> dribbling and shooting bricks the Melky way, recording the last episode, season finale, uh, with my main monster, Bob, of course. Monster. <laughs> I mean, they were winning to start. So <laughs> we're, we're not supporting that film. <laughs> no, we never will. <laughs> I mean, it's bittersweet, but I promise you, Nana Nation, this will be better than any Kevin Durant Twitter burner account chat. Clap back. Wow, what a shout out. And we're actually going to speak about the uh, man himself later on in the episode. But Melky, I mean, I'm fired up because you and I, we've been talking so much. There's so much happening in the NBA. And we realized that um, we don't really have the clout to do like a three, four hour episode just yet and have anybody pay attention to us. So it's a two parter. It's a two fucking parter. That's right. For you fans out there, we're going to come back at you with a bonus episode. Yeah, we're hoping soon. Our editor happens to be at the cottage, so we'll see when the episode actually gets pumped out. Hopefully soon. But this first episode, uh, it's going to go over the finals, the man behind the man, uh, who won it. We're going to go over the Olympics quickly. We're going to finish off with our My Five our Kobe moment to end the season is it's going to be jam packed. And then part two is when all the big news, we're going back to Raptors talk. Finally, the bread and butter of this show, we get to talk about it. The NBA draft free agency, Kyle Lowry gone. It's a new era, but uh, that's part two. Yeah. I can hardly wait. It's just so much news. My head was going to explode and there was no way me being old as fuck. I was going to be able to do a three hour pod, man. Like, like Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's get into it. Season's over. This congested long, but short season is finally behind us. Melky and the Milwaukee bucks for the first time since 1971, their second championship in team history. They win it with the MVP performance, MVP performance behind you, Giannis, the Greek freak. I mean, uh, they beat Phoenix six games, the series four to two. This was one hell of a series. And even though I did not predict them at the start, at the start of the series, I did predict. Let's go. And they were down by two. Well, first of all, nobody likes a damn show off, all right? So... <laughs> What are you no, talking? that's a lie. I show off all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what no, you- uh, <laughs> yeah, what a what a finals. You know what? It's actually nice not to see the big teams in the finals. You get mm-hmm. to see the small market teams battle it out. And there was a lot of history uh, with the Bucks, and there's history with the Suns. And you know what? Giannis, for the first time in his life, played the way he should the way he's known he was the best player in the series he was the best player on the court he was flat out the best period so kudos to Giannis. kudos to the bucks kudos to um um kareem abdul jabbar for calling the bucks to win in six so you know what milwaukee stand up your chance. so did chuck so did chuck he got it right uh, Oh, wow. Chuck actually got something right. Yeah. The sky is falling, Henny Penny. Yeah, uh, but the Greek freak, I mean, 50 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, 17 
for 19 free throws in game six to win it, get the MVP. I mean, the fact that this guy goes 17 for 19, Melk, after what even I've said, but anybody who does a little bit of criticism, I mean, this is the playoffs, the performance and winning the championship where all doubt is gone. It, it doesn't matter now because he stayed in the small organization. Like you said, he put the work in and I mean, his weaknesses in his game is what he excelled at almost against Phoenix. So he deserves the name Greek freak. Absolutely. He is a freak of nature and kudos to him for putting up 50. Yeah. And then going out the next day and ordering a 50 piece for at Chick-fil-A man. 50. Yeah, that was that was, you know, kudos on him. It just made me love him even more. I've always been a fan of him. I just I'm not a fan of someone who tries to be something they're not. Yeah. You know, you you're you're big. You can basically you're the best interior interior player in the NBA. Hands out. I can't think of anyone else who dominates the interior as well as Giannis. But he sees that it's more sexy to be a three point shooter like Steph and Dame and Kyrie and KD and those boys, but that's not your game. So you were you were hurting yourself, you know, before you won this title. And this was a career-defining um, uh, moment for him. Um, but And he prevailed. He carried his team on his back and the city of Milwaukee, and he won. But yeah. what, what more can you say? And I want to bring up too, man, because I loved his words afterwards in the championship or in the uh, press conference after winning. I could go to a super team, but, you know, it'd be too easy. Like, I love it. I love that mentality, especially in the NBA, because, I mean, when we're going to talk later on, probably part two about, you know, next season predictions type stuff. I mean, super teams are pretty predominant in any kind of chatter. Like, it's just kind of what's going on. So just a fantastic way to win it. It's a 105-98 win, like we said, game six. Just quickly, um, he didn't do it alone. Chris Middleton, 17 points. Portis, 16 points off the bench. We praised that guy last episode, but that was such a clutch signing. Uh, Jeru Holiday, 12 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. And then Brooke Lopez, 10 points, 8 rebounds. So uh, And then and then Holiday, too. I made a special note of it. Just solid defense. I mean, his typical solid defensive game, it's just... I, I mean, it was a really strong performance. I'm pretty sure they were already down the two games when we recorded the last one talking about the previous round. And, I mean, we were both on the Suns bandwagon. I won't deny that. And you said they were going to win. And it looked like it. And then, I mean, this guy and this team, it's just solid defensive play. And then when one of the best, if not the best player in the world, decides to take over. Well, the Bucks played their game. They're... Yeah. They finally played their game. They are bigger than the Suns, way bigger. The Bucks out-rebounded the Suns. It was total 278 to 234. That's a plus 44 difference in rebounds. And rebounds and second-chance points always help you. And they were trying to get away with that, trying to be a three-point shooting team. And I understand, yeah, they got shooters such as Middleton and Holiday and Forbes and those boys. But, man, you guys are – you're shaped like trees. Giannis, um, Lopez, Portis Jr., like, they're big boys, man. Like, use your physicality, and they finally did. And I'm glad you brought it up. Middleton and Holiday showed up because we were wondering if Giannis was going to carry the load on his own. Especially after injury concerns, by the way, which we talked about, but that was crazy too. I I can't believe he basically walked walked it off like it was nothing. Yeah. And and for the series, like, Middleton, he – 
he posted 24 points, 53, 5.3 assists, 6.3 rebounds. He shot um, 0.335 three-point percentage in all six games. And where at Holiday, he averaged about 16.7 points, 9.3 assists. He almost averaged double-double. Uh, you know, 6.2 rebounds. He didn't shoot as well as Middleton, but he's not known as a three-point shooter. Yeah. But, but these boys showed up. These boys, you know, especially, like you said, in – what was it? Middleton had a forty point in what game four? Yeah, uh, yeah, game, game four. four. Yeah, yeah, game four. Like, and that he's capable of doing that. So, kudos to them. Um, the Bucks, the, you know, they they finally played Milwaukee Bucks basketball, and they're the champions because of it. Yeah, and it's crazy too because I mean to pull off four straight after being down. Chris Paul, CP3. We'll get into our Suns analysis in a bit. I mean, he showed up to play in a couple of those games, but I mean. That defense, it's just, uh, I love it, man. I love that the Bucks won. But but I was, we were on the Suns bandwagon. But it, it was a win either way. Like you said it before, no super team. It didn't matter. Like the Raptors were out of it. So I had no horse in the race. I just didn't yeah. want LA, Boston, New York, what have you to ever win. It was, it was just nice to see someone else for a change. And the small market teams prevail. And yeah, you look at, Giannis, who could have left, like you said, and joined uh, joined up with Miami or Toronto, and I mean, I would have loved it if he came to Toronto, but he, he stuck. It. Yeah, it was he stuck it out, and uh, he's a champion because of it. And like, kudos to Phoenix too. Did anyone ever think Phoenix was going to get to the finals again? No, I mean, first playoff appearance since 2010, and they go to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and you know, to Chris Paul's uh, leadership, and you know, the coaching, and. The young guys, um, you know, taking uh, taking after Chris Paul and following his lead. Yeah, and the crazy thing, too, that I just – I read the other day when we were just doing research on this is that pretty sure they came into the NBA the same year. Is Little it? history, Milwaukee, Phoenix in the same – I think it was 68, possibly the expansion. But, wow, I did yeah, not know that. Yeah, yeah, I just read it. So I could totally – you know, talking out my ass, but I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> well, so you well, heard that even, here. Even if you are, it's it's pretty fitting that these teams end up in the finals because uh, it over it was uh, overdue for sure. Yeah, what do you think about Coach uh, Mike in the finals? Coach Mike. Yeah. Boot Hoser? Yeah. Yeah, he made the adjustments he needed. He he re- recognized that, you know, Portis was valuable he recognized Giannis uh, just feed Giannis in the paint he let Giannis be Giannis actually for the first time yeah that was the biggest difference in the past playoffs he schemed differently and he did not allow Giannis to to be himself and I think he just finally let go because he truth be told even though they got to the finals I feel like he would have been on the hot seat if they didn't win Oh, I definitely think so. There, there were people talking shit in the last uh, playoff series that it could be possibly on the line. And I mean, what he's done with Milwaukee's fantastic. But you hit the nail on the head. He let uh, the Greek freak do what he wanted to do. Um, the bench that he was able to call after game two, like starting game three, game four. But I mean, Giannis was dominant game three. So that was pretty much why they won there, because Phoenix was was hungry. Um but yeah, I thought he did a great job as well. I mean, this just still I mean, Milwaukee's going nuts, so he just one of the one of the goat coaches for the team now all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, and he's always been a good coach. He comes from the Spurs um, um, 
family there with Pop. So he's he knows what he's doing. It was just, you know, right timing, uh, right coaching, and he made the necessary adjustments finally, and now he's champion. Yeah, so kudos to Milwaukee. Uh, Melky, I guess the losing team, Phoenix, a uh, little bit about them. I mean, they were up 2-0 and then blow four games. I mean, that's a, a huge loss, but the future's still looking bright in Phoenix. I mean, game six, uh, it was close. It was tied 77 each going into the fourth quarter. Uh, CP3, 26 points. Booker, 19 points. Eight for 22 and missed all seven three-pointers, which is like a, a big thing. But kudos to the defense that we talked about previously. Uh, I feel bad for Phoenix. They they did everything they could. I just think they didn't have enough big bodies to to stop Giannis. They didn't have enough bodies to form that wall that was his kryptonite. I feel bad for DeAndre Aiden, Aiden because he basically fouled out yeah. most of this series because he was worried about the, uh, defending Giannis uh, because they didn't have anyone else. Like Frank Kaminsky, come on. They lost uh, Sarage in game, was it game one? He, he tore his ACL. Adari, that was, that was ma- we talked about that last episode. That's a massive loss. It was a huge blow, you know. Because uh, their so depth just shot down. Like Really, the bench was really thin. And then you have to think of um, players that actually, like, stepped up this uh, playoffs didn't. Uh, like, we're talking about the, the two Johnson, um, the two Cams, Cam uh, Payne and Cam Johnson. Where were they? Uh, they Cam Johnson, he, he averaged 9.6 points, 3.3 rebounds, and one assist. And Payne, who was basically uh, the engine off the bench, a little spark plug, he only averaged 8.4 points, 2.4 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. That's not going to get done. That's not going to get done when Milwaukee's bench is dominating. And, and most importantly, CP3 slowed down. And he did not have the big CP3 games he had prior to this series. There was no 50-point game or 40-point game. There was no big three-point shot moment. I mean, he was good. Don't get me wrong. Like, game one, he had 32 points. Game two, 23. Shot 50% from the field. Game game three almost had a double-double, but he didn't have that big game that uh, Phoenix is used to. So... They had no chance, <laughs> basically. No chance after that. It, pretty much it was one guy deciding to turn up after two games, even though injured. Like I said, you're the best player in the series. You better play like the b- best player in the series. He was the best player on the court. He was the best player in the series. He was the best player in the building. So I, I that Phoenix had no answer for him. Okay, Malky, do you think Phoenix can go back to the final. What's the future looking like for Phoenix if we're Phoenix fans? They have a bright future. I, uh, spoiler alert, um, you know, CP3 re-upped for four years and was a 120. I'm shocked he got that, but good kudos. Hey, man, kudos. Yeah, get paid. Make your money, boo-boo. Yeah, That's, <laughs> boo-boo. Yeah, boo-boo. no. So they definitely have a competitive team. That West is always competitive. It's just going to be tough, and I don't want to give away what's happened in the West because I feel like it's been a clusterfuck of moves that have happened. Uh, so I don't want to give it away, but it's it's going to be really tough. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. I expect nothing less, nothing less from the West. Um, 
but yeah, they can definitely make a run. Finals, I think that team in LA might have something to say. And I'm not talking Clippers. <laughs> no. Yeah, they what, just what missed think? a Russell. Um, the future is definitely bright. I mean, they've got Booker. Yeah, CP3, like that veteran leadership, you know that that core is going to be tight going into the next two, three years. So they're definitely strong playoff contention. But yeah, the West is getting congested. Milwaukee definitely has a way easier road and are, I think, built to, I mean, besides Brooklyn, there's been a couple of deals like Miami, obviously, spoiler alert. They're, they're teams that definitely did get better, but uh, Milwaukee is definitely still like a top two team in the East. And I mean, yeah, Phoenix is making the playoffs. I think Booker is just going to get better and better. I mean, this season opened my eyes to that kid. I, I knew who he was. And like, I had seen the articles being like, is he one of the next future superstars and all the comparisons, but you know, you don't really watch Western basketball out here that much unless, you know, you can catch a lot, uh, late game, but or you live on the West coast yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, Mel. So moving on. I mean, we already kind of discussed it, but he's holding. Actually, I got, I got okay. one question for. I actually oh, got two okay. questions for you. Okay, buddy. Fucking shut me up. Actually, no. I got a comment and a question. Going to Booker. I think Booker next year will be in contention for MVP. If he develops a more consistent three-point shot, his name will be mentioned in um, conversation for um, league MVP. Now, I have a question about Giannis since he's won. Is he the best player in the NBA right now? Yes. Yeah. And you didn't even I, hesitate. <laughs> oh, no, no. And, man, you know me a bit. I always hate, like, making that one guy the guy, unless it's just, like, really obvious. Like, there's just head and shoulders above everybody else. But I think all around for the game, yeah. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give him kudos for staying with the small market, not the super team. And... Just look at game three, game four, game five, game six of this series, the finals. And like I said, 17 for 19 in the final game. I mean, everybody's dogging this guy. We know that he can break in the perimeter and he can go to the boards and and he's mean and you can't stop him. And that's where he's lethal. And he said, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to win the finals. I'm also going to shoot, too. So the fact that this guy can turn it on like that. And especially do it in the finals because a lot of people cave to pressure. Not everybody's built to be a champion. This guy is obviously built to be a champion. So, yeah. For, for me, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have been said any better. He's he's the top dog right now. Eat your heart, LeBron. <laughs> I love it. Bring it back to – okay, so, I mean, really – anything else you want to add about that MVP performance? Like we said, 50 points. The guy put it on his shoulders. We pretty much – I mean, we can praise this guy as much as we can. Well, he not only that, he wins uh, finals MVP, too. And he's actually he joins MJ and the dream, Hakeem, as the only NBA players in history to win regular season MVP, finals MVP and defensive player of the, of the year. That's a league company, man. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Fourth, like international player too to win MVP, right? Just so, just oh man, way to go! Congratulations, buddy. Speaking of MVPs, an MVP we know who lives out west, <laughs> our man Kevin, who guest starred a while back. I believe that he predicted a certain team to win, didn't he, Mel? He did, but is he really an MVP? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he called it. I mean, he called his shot and he took it and he scored. Yeah, no, he's the only one that actually got a basket in this season. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, here's what he had to say about it. Oh, he dropped us a little thing. Okay. Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship. Well, deserved, rightfully so. Giannis was dominant from game one to game six. Him and Milton, Phoenix couldn't get an answer for them. And they were the better team at the end. They are the best team coming out of the East. They are the best team going into the playoffs. You guys had Brooklyn for some reason, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. And then you picked the Lakers as well. Even though I had Portland, there's no way the Lakers are going to get by Phoenix. But they couldn't get by Milwaukee, and that's why they're the champs. And they're going to make a really good, strong run for uh, a repeat next year. There you have it. I got to say, classy gent. Classy gent. He just kind of passively insulted our <laughs> intelligence a bit on what we chose. But really, I know a couple of guys on this podcast right now who would have shit-talked a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, the one and wearing the Raptors shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, congrats, Kevin, on being yeah. right. Yeah, you're coming back next season. We'll need another prediction to prove you wrong at some point. Oh, we will. And no offense, man, but Brooklyn's winning it next year. I don't care what anybody says. You're calling Brooklyn to win it all. I'm calling Brooklyn right now. Just because Durant re-upped or what? You think no turmoil? You think no flat earth? Like, they're okay? I think Durant is going to have a serious, and Harden are going to have a serious talk with Mr. Kyrie over there, Mr. Flat Earth, and they're going to tell him, listen, you can either be a part of this or you can just be sent off adrift. So, yeah, they're winning it next year, and they will cover it next episode, but they made some big moves as well. Wow, I didn't know that you were going to choose the fucking... Okay, I might (laughs) never choose them. It doesn't matter what they do just out of being against you. Brooklyn (laughs) stand-up. Okay, so... That's pretty much it. The playoffs are done. That was the finals. I mean, whew, that was a long run. Some great ball. Now just we're going to do a quick overview of the entire season. Melky, what were your thoughts on the – let's start with the season first off because I'll, I'll give you a quick bullet point for me. Just pretty much main headline injuries and just a lot of basketball. I feel like that was the theme for both. Like, you can take that with the regular season and you can take that with the playoffs, especially the playoffs. Uh, like, for a condensed schedule, though, and all the COVID protocols in place, I felt the NBA did a pretty good job. They did the best they could, uh, minus the whole Raptors situation. I think that was a crock of shit. Uh, at times, though, it felt the players um, weren't engaged because there were no fans. And I, I completely understand playing in an empty stadium compared to playing when the house is rocking like you saw phoenix place like phoenix milwaukee uh when there's basketball and there's fans the it's off the hook fill in places like philly uh overall i saw i saw the emergence of players like julius randall and the joker uh take over the game and show new skills that are going to ascend this league going forward uh, also, you saw teams like Utah and Phoenix ascend as well, which is really good for the league it, and provides a lot of parity. So I think it it was, for what it was, it was a pretty good season and successful. 
Yeah, NBA standards, successful season. Boss standards, fucking shit season. <laughs> Absolute fucking shit season. And I'm not counting this the playoffs in this. This is just season because it'll be, spoiler alert, different vote. But just the Toronto bullshit really got to me. I mean, fans booing, they're not at home. Then you have the Kyle Lowry, you know, is just gone. Is this going to be his last game or is it not? Trade deadline passes, you know, we lose Powell. Uh, we just start off, there's just some terrible runs of games. I mean, our own team Lowry everybody had injury problems and then the NBA as a whole it was just it was brutal yeah you know what there were some really great highlight points I mean Denver like Jokic the MVP that was some great ball man I mean uh Utah showed up Phoenix I mean you got me on the Phoenix train early uh so so there was some good moments but overall for me for the season even though I enjoy watching NBA basketball so that aspect yeah great I'm glad there's ball on TV I can't fucking wait for the new season to start already like it it seems like forever already but yeah season wasn't great for me with the Toronto bullshit come home boys yeah I you know it's gonna be rocking look at look at the Jays for instance how the house is rocking with them finally coming home boys are buzzing too just a thing of beauty yeah going six and two in the homestand yeah 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 and come on home cook home the meal is always bad tastes always tastes better when it's cooked at home yeah. So we, we need that to happen next season. Uh, but, uh, you know, for what it was, it, I thought it was a pretty successful season. And the sun is always shining in Phoenix because have you seen the women there? Oh, Lord. <laughs> a lot of Canadian snowbirds, I bet. You're talking about the 60-year-olds. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah. Some funny moments, too. I mean, we got uh, nutty professor James Harden at the start of the season. That's going to be around forever. <laughs> I mean, Professor Klomp, so, you know, what who, can you say? Who eats their way out of a city? Like, yeah. just legitimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I, it pisses me off. It's still pisses me, but I kind of respect the move. Damn it. I, I hate saying that. Honestly, he, I didn't think he was like the most intelligent person just from his attitude and his lack of intelligent answers, but that was a swift move. Like, just. Knowing that he didn't want to be in Houston, not training, going out, not listening to COVID protocols, going to parties and stuff, and just getting fat and to, to a point where you can barely move. And Houston just had, like when guys like John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, two guys are injury prone who haven't done shit in their careers, calling you out. Yeah. You, you know, you know, you're pissing the right people off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the regular season, blah. the playoffs, Melky, this season, I thought were great. For not, obviously, the Raptors being in it would have been a lot better to have high stakes because I'm desperate for some playoff in Toronto. doesn't matter what sport, but I thought the playoffs were a real success. I mean, dealing with whatever injuries aside, it was just great ball end-to-end. I mean, the, the super teams were out early for the most part. You could just see these great runs made by teams like Milwaukee, Phoenix, Utah. You knew kind of going in almost what the final four were going to be, and they weren't going to be the super teams, which was great. And, I mean, and Kawhi, like like the Clippers exercised some demons. I mean, Paul George is no longer, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. He's clutch. Like, we gave him respect. I mean, Ty Lu, the players' coach, as we've dubbed him, like, there was some great – I love the playoffs. This was maybe – in the last couple of years besides Raptor ball where I've watched like games from almost every series going on in the NBA playoffs. 
Yeah, if I had to rate, like, what would you rate the playoffs out of 10? If you had to give it a rating. Man, 8 out of 10 and, and just literally two points lost for Raptors not being in it. Right? <laughs> I love the bias. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I would give it an 8 as well. Not for the same reason. It just... <laughs> yes, you would. It's because I was wrong about my prediction. <laughs> my whole bracket was fucked. I look so. back at episode one, man. I actually had the Bucks going to the finals, but I chose the fucking Lakers. Dumb move. Yeah, I think I, ta- I, think I spoke in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I'm so easily sold. Uh, the, man, the theme, just like the regular season, injuries. It was definitely injuries. It took out the super teams. But in a way, it was a blessing in disguise. You had teams like Atlanta. Did you... Did anyone think in their right mind that the Atlanta Hawks were going to go to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? I didn't. Man, not only that, but the ability to, like, the Raptors not playing, but the hatred I could feel for the Knicks in the playoffs. And I'm not (laughs) even an Atlanta fan at all, but the bullshit that went on, you and I were like, oh, man, seriously, fuck the Knicks. They just spit on this guy? Like, oh, man, just the disrespect of the New Yorkers, but they're they're classless. But. No, Shout out to our fans in New York. <laughs> yeah, we love you, but you guys are classless. You know who you are. Uh, no, but, you know, yeah, New York basketball is finally back. Yeah. Uh, you had Atlanta just, they slapped them silly in five. You had uh, Denver and Portland. That was a great series. And then you had Phoenix spank in Denver. You had Utah didn't go as far as people thought. You had the yeah. socialite in Philadelphia. Oh, gosh. That that saga, that saga <laughs> never ends, apparently. Goldberg uh, coming out with Joel Embiid. I mean, there's a meme <laughs> moment if we're ever talking. Yeah, like it was it was it was great theatrics, it, it was great entertainment, it was great basketball. You saw the emergence. Like I I, I like Trey Young, but now I love Trey Young. I did not I did not know this kid had that swag. You know what I mean? Like I just thought he was this young kid going bald at the age of twenty. Uh, just trying to be a Steph wannabe, and he proved he proved he's a different player. He's he's his own man. He, you know, he had like I said, pandemic P. He's no longer pandemic. He he graduated to playoff P. He took the Clippers on his back. You know, when Kawhi went down, and he got them to the uh, Western Conference Finals. The Clippers have never done that. So it was, you know, it was just a great playoff, and the finals were just as good. He had the Bucks prevailing. Even though if the big three didn't get hurt, I don't think the Bucks are there. But that's a different topic for a different day. Uh, it, this is great. Overall, I I loved it. I, I, this is probably the best, besides the Raptors winning in 2019, it's probably the best brand of basketball, playoff basketball I've seen in five years, five, six years. Yeah, I'm actually going to almost agree with you too with how durant played uh in the olympics that that series would have gone differently for the box well maybe durant should wear his actual shoe size and not one size bigger and might have won the finals this year yeah but you're so right though like i just became a fan of a bunch of players like you said trey young i mean i was biased on him because i all i saw were these fucking i can't stand tiktok and all that stuff i mean unless <laughs> oh, unless we got to do that but uh, you know, I just would see these like social media posts. And he's like this young guy. I'm like, all right, it's just another one. Like, cool. But man, he won me over, especially New York. It's almost like my bias against the New York Knicks <laughs> won me over Trey Young because I'm not going to cheer. F- I-, I mean, out of this, probably never cheer for Atlanta again. I mean, unless the same circumstances happen. Because Rankin, our buddy, used to be, you know, or still is a Falcons fan. And I, nah, 
not about Atlanta. <laughs> like I, I was a Michael Vick fan, but never, never cheer for Atlanta. When, when he played for the Eagles, right? I remember that. Moving on, never. so <laughs> Eagles fan. Never. Uh, yeah. No, just some great moments. The playoffs, so like I said, season, meh, but the playoffs, absolute beauty. I can't wait. And then we're going to have, what, I'm guessing, spoiler, Raptors playoff basketball next year, Melky? You know what, from <laughs> what they're building, I, I, well, you're going to hear me rage next episode because I don't know what the hell's going on in Raptor land. But at draft, the same time, hey, draft night was fun with you. Oh, gosh. I, I think we'll read some of the messages that on our group chat just to just to get a perspective of how Melky was feeling during draft night from the start to the end. Yeah, I was I was like raging a bit, but not really. And then I'm trying to calm this guy down, just being like, well, you know, man, this is what about I know about Scotty Bunn, all this. And I was livid. <laughs> okay. Uh, OK. All right. So uh, I made my East prediction. I want you to make your East and West prediction, and then I'll tell you my West. Who do you got? Just just out of, like, for what's going on right now, who do you like going into next year from East and the West? Uh, yeah, so for me, for the East, it's kind of like uh, a three-team Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn, With and I think you're right about Brooklyn. If they're healthy and they can convince the loony bin to be in check. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I, I can also see Kev. I mean, I hate to doubt that guy ever again. I could see him being right too, and Milwaukee going on a little, little back to back. He's a Denver. He's a Broncos fan. He'll never be right again. Okay. Well, you know what? The Nuggets did what they did. So. <laughs> Fucking Broncos. I can't wait for football terms again, buddy. Show us your TDs. Can't come soon enough. Uh, and then in the West, I mean, obviously. Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. I can't stand that fucking move. I think it discredits anybody going to a super team who hasn't previously won a championship. Okay, I'm just going to state that right now, and I'll state it again in part two. I don't give a shit. If you haven't won a championship already, it discredits it. It's just a cheat code. It's Or, or going to easy. You're playing that, that video game, and you're just like, oh, way too hard. Okay. No. You put it on easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I definitely see it. The two LA teams. Um, I mean, Utah just plays a stellar game, and that team won me over. I talked about them multiple times. I'm going to be watching a bunch of late night Utah games, so I kind of can't wait to see what they're going to do. I like Utah, but I don't love them. Yeah. They, they Connolly is getting great, old in the tooth. I don't think he injuries have derailed him because he's I mean he's still a good player. But I don't think that's what Donovan Mitchell needs. He needs someone else younger who can who's like basically his Robin. I can't see Conley is not his Robin. So and Rudy Gay or not Rudy Gay, um, Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. Oh he did he actually he did sign with them, so there you go. Uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert yeah. is not a Robin either. He's a defensive he's a defensive player with a little bit of offensive uh, offensiveness to his game, but he's not the answer. Like that, that team needs, there's a, they're a piece away from actually being a real contender, but whereas Phoenix has the big three. So that's the difference there. But, oh yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna, no. Cause I just remember too. speaking of that fucking goof cap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what, I want to see what Denver's doing. Yeah, I love you, Kev. But I want to see Denver with Jamal back. 
I just I forgot about them as well. That's going to be a strong team too. They're my dark horse. Yeah, did I they're speak my, ahead of you? Yeah, they're my dark horse because if in all in all honesty, if they had had Jamal Murray, a healthy Jamal Murray, they're probably in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, we were fired up to watch them, man. With that, I mean, Canadian influence aside, like that—that's a team. I mean, they just, they have everything. They're the team that has everything you could at you can want on a team. They have three point shooting. They have a big man. They have a big man who passes. They have slashers. They they have athletic athleticism. They have everything. That's a skin, and they're most of all they're young. They're West all stacked. The West is stacked. Dude. It's, it's insane, man. It's insane. No wonder DeRozan came to the East again. <laughs> Typical. Like the East is now that uh, where there's like you know one to three one to five teams that are always there and dominant and then it's just like a rookie factory machine and that's what the east has become where you hope you get to be that one team where you know Suggs balls out for you and orlando goes up or whatever watch him um, watch him make the all-star team before scotty barnes i hit i mean Suggs had a good barnes had a great game i loved it but Suggs had a good game too yeah let's let's draft the same players over and over and over again Anyways, that intangibles, buddy. That's for the next episode. (laughs) Okay, so you, so sorry, you like um, Milwaukee in the East. So, so I'll say I'll choose three teams for each side. I'll do Lakers, Clippers, Denver. No, 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 no. no. You choose one for each. Who do you like? It's not your official prediction, but who do you like? Just just going to the finals, like that's what you're saying. Okay, okay. It's like what Stephen A. do. They they'll pick before and then they're like, but I have the reserve the right to change my pick. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be Lakers Miami. Kyle Lowry getting a ring. Let's go. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad. It's not a bad pick, dude. I'm not gonna choose the fucking Nets, and I I really want the Bucks. I really like I. Like was paused there because I was gonna say the Bucks and compliment Kev again, but I would refuse to do that. <laughs> but no, I, I my heart wants to say Buck, but I'm no, I'm going Miami Lakes right no, now. Milwaukee's better than Miami, even with all the additions. I understand I, that. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Well, I'm going Brooklyn <laughs> and I'm going LA Lakers. It's gonna be the sexy Hollywood finals that everybody wants. Didn't you call it that last season? Last, uh, I, I did, but I didn't realize Street Clothes was not going to play. True. Do you think, in all in all honesty, if he was healthy, you saw what he did in games, t- uh, was it game two? Game two and three? or Sorry, or game three or four against Phoenix. He dominated. He dominated that, that uh, for the time he played. You don't think if he was healthy, they would have uh, upset Phoenix? Davis was almost my choice to win MVP. He was mine. When episode one, like I, the brow, I do not underrate at all. And, and yeah, you know what, man, logic. I, that's why you won me over at the start of the season. Everything points to with Russell Westbrook as an addition now. And you have these, yeah, like you said earlier, these trio powerhouses. Yeah. Nets and Lakers make a lot of sense. I fucking hate it. And I'm not going to choose both. So if I have to choose one, because of logic, fine. Lakers, Miami. Okay, I got Brooklyn and LA with Brooklyn winning. 
Durant's nasty for all his social media bullshit or any any of the Durant haters. I'm not a Durant hater at all. I, I can't stand Brooklyn. I don't want them to win. I'll never cheer for that team, but I do like Durant. I just think they're the three best scorers in the NBA combined together. Well, the team's filthy. I, even the moves they did and everything, like like Blake Griffin just learns to dunk again, apparently. Like, just revitalize careers of guys who used to be superstars who can now just be depth players. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then don't and don't be surprised if LaMarcus Aldridge rejoins the team because there's there's rumors out there that he's considering coming back. And we're, we're pretty much just making this all just one episode now at this point. <laughs> And let's let's move on. Speaking of Durant. <laughs> yeah, okay. So big news for anybody who was living in their bomb shelters because of all the terrible news going on in the world. Uh, the Olympics actually went on in Tokyo. Pretty solid Olympics. Canada did well. I believe finished 11th or 12th in medals. But that's not why we're here because the Canadian basketball team did not make the Olympics. USA, USA. They win gold once again, beating France in the final game. Melky, was there ever any doubt? Question mark. I think there maybe was. Well, let's look at the timeline of this team uh, coming together. Okay. So the roster, the roster was assembled, uh, and no NBA caliber roster. They then lose in exhibition to Nigeria, ninety to eighty-seven. First time they've ever lost to an African nation. They then then lose to Australia. 9183. After that, Bradley Beal and Kevin Love are replaced. Bradley Beal, I, I don't know, if, did he get COVID or something? It was COVID protocols, so he was not allowed. He was allowed to travel and be with the team. Yeah, and they didn't want Kevin Love, but apparently they needed that typical white one white guy on the team, and he just didn't want to be that token white guy. Yeah. So they were re- replaced with JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson. Yep. So then, after that, Trey Young chimes in on not being selected, putting up the... Great, <laughs> the Jordan. great... Oh, yeah. it was great. It was a thing of beauty. He puts up the segment of Isaiah Thomas in, um, in the Michael Jordan documentary, how he, and I'll quote it, I don't know what went into... The process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. Then added a sad face emoji. Then, during shoot around, kept with, and it was shoot around, and there was pictures. It was they were advertising the team. Kevin Durant claps at Bam Adebayo for stealing yeah. his yeah. ball, even though yeah. you see him, it was Dame who stole his ball, and Kevin Durant has the audacity to say, "Dog." See me knock down the corner three and proceeds to work on his ball handling with the ball. And then he said some like, I don't know, some some Ebonics language that I don't fucking know. And they said, bro, got to learn respect. And Bam doesn't take shit from anyone, says, stop lying. You saw Dame take your rock. You just trying to little bro me. <laughs> so there was already there was already Bam. Oh, yeah. I applauded Dan for that. There was already turbulence on this plane ride to the gold medal. And then in the group stages, they lose to France. Yeah. They lose 83-76. And then they just beat up on everyone else. So I didn't doubt Team USA because, for one, 
everybody's an NBA player on the roster, whereas all the other nations, they have some or one or none. So they're always going to be the favorite. I just didn't think they were the heavy favorites, but, you know, they proved me wrong. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't – like, I knew all the controversy, and it was great seeing it when they lost Nigeria-Australia. I heard that they were partying <laughs> out the night before the Nigeria game. I heard it as a team, and they were fucking just fucked over the day before. And I actually kind of believe that story, so I'm going to go uh, with it. I believe but it, you too. Know, you know what? A – especially with the Duran and Bam thing and everything. Wow, I'm fucking shocked that they have a bunch of egos and they're just like a bunch of alpha dogs calling each other out, which is always great to watch. But I was never really worried about Team USA winning the gold because it just seemed like one of those things with how much basketball they played, like you said, their NBA stars and how much it was like, you know what? These games don't mean shit until there's something on the line and there's elimination. Like I thought it was that typical yeah, man, we'll go out there and ball. We'll do our thing. Like, you have the confidence. You know you're going to win. And then, yeah, you lose Nigeria, Australia, and you're like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Games are on the line. And you go out there and you do your thing because then the just the nature of being like an NBA star and being a guy going towards a championship as your career, it just kind of takes over. And you're just like, all right, mindset, let's fucking go. Well, there's pride and ego on the line, too. So imagine Team USA not coming home with the gold. Any anything less, it's a disappointment. So you knew they were going to get their shit together. Then they they didn't care. I mean, they'll never be compared to the Dream Team because that was just one of the best assembled group of men basketball players put together. I I saw some American reporter too wrote such a like he was trying so hard to make this big grand gesture. He's like, if that was the dream team, this was the achieved team. And this will go down as one of the greatest goals. I'm like, buddy, this will barely be remembered. This will just show yeah. USA basketball won the golden 21. Yeah. In 2021, when, when it was supposed to be in 2020. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody cared. Everybody expected them to win. This isn't a big accomplishment. They're, they're team USA. You know, it would be more of a story if they lost. So no, this won't. Like I said, this won't be remembered. Nobody gives a flying fuck about this shit. Well, man, I still watched uh, like the Canadian, like going for medals and all that stuff, being patriotic. But I got to say, this is like the least amount of Olympics that I watched in a long time. Like just, I don't know, the whole COVID and not knowing if it was on or off, and everybody kind of bailing out and whatever. And then Canada just was having just a great run and looked like a just a sick young team that could just potentially get in and just at least we'll get some olympic time and it was just like ah fuck u.s do do you find it mind-boggling though that canada can't get a team in when their their rosters basically consist of nba players too there's got to be what 25 to 30 canadians in the nba and you can't you can't construct a team good enough to qualify for the olympics don't you find that mind-boggling um, I just think it's like one of those things where it's like the early days of like, you know, the USA kind of hockey program where they were behind Canada and Russia. And, and then you just need players to come over that are superstars, establish roots. I mean, to have the Toronto Raptors like kind of just take a, a stranglehold, not only over Toronto, but the whole nation that like it's one country cheering for one team. It's kind of become a, a basketball nation, too, in a way. It's just like it. 
I, I don't know. I, I think they're in the early steps of catching up. We're definitely going to get there eventually. Like you see the young talent now as it is. USA is definitely still steps ahead. But yeah, why why can't we compete with France? Oh well, yeah, well, I mean France, Argentina, Spain. I mean they're they're pretty close to US USA. But I'm talking like teams like the Republic of Iran. You don't think we're not better than them? And no disrespect to them, I'm sure they work hard and. They, but you, you know, would assume, and, yeah. But it, it's just bad. and even like the Czech Republic. I know they you're in Europe. Basketball is huge, but you don't think we can't compete with the Czech Republic? I don't or, know, man. Some of that Euro, some of that Euro ball just it doesn't transition here. But when they play that international game, it's it's, it's different. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just always mind boggling that we just can't get a team in the Olympics. It's Maybe gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Next Olympics. All right. Go put a 20 on it. You're going to bet against your country? What the fuck are you doing? Dude, I'm a mutt. Of course I'm going to bet against my country. All right. All right. Fine. I'll pay you out in whatever, (laughs) four years or whatever the hell it is. Why not? (laughs) If we remember this, well, I guess it's recorded shit. It's it's, it's on file. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah so whatever congrats us i guess we'll get there some point we'll be with the big dogs okay now to one of our favorite parts of the season and the final one of this season season one it's going to come back in some format next year we'll talk it over but obviously we can't do the same positions over and over again we'll do something best players or best whatever but we're doing <laughs> show a little enthusiasm there <laughs> yeah yeah we're doing my five <laughs> we're doing my five so if you've uh heard it before we choose a position every episode and then we go over top five list greatest players Melky, because you chose shooting guards. Yes, that's right, folks. Shooting guards. Surprise, surprise. I wonder who's going to be number one. Melky, why don't you give us your top five to start? With pleasure, Bob. And I love my five. It uh, it just gives us a perspective on who's the best and who's not. So we're going to start with uh, number five, Clyde Drexler. Ooh, you have him at five, eh? I have him at five. Mr. Trailblazer and Rocket to an extent. This man was prolific. Uh, 10-time All-Star, 5-time All-NBA, Hall of Famer. Strangely enough, only one NBA title with the Rockets. Career stats, 20.4 points per game, 6.1 rebounds per game, 5.6 assists per game. I feel bad for him because... If he wasn't in the Jordan era, Jordan era, yeah, he probably would have been one of the best of all time. Yeah, like, definitely, I agree with that 100. percent He was always in Jordan's shadow, and it just—I think it stunt it stunt his growth in terms of, or his recognition, not his growth, but his recognition on how great he really is. Because he, if you want to compare in that time, someone as close to Jordan, it would probably be him. Yeah. So for that, he is number five on my list. Yeah. Number four, Mr. Miami Heat himself, Dwayne Wade. Played for the Heat, the Bulls, Cavaliers, if you remember. And then right back to Miami. So Miami, we'll just leave it at that. Miami, yeah. he's he'll be a he'll be a Miami Heat for life. There, he should only be recognized in that organization. So his honors. Finals MVP in 2006, 
11-time All-Star, 8-time All-NBA, 3-time All-Defense, NBA scoring champ. I did not know this in 2008-2009. 3-time NBA champion. Career stats, 23.8 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game. Shot, 0.489 field goal percentage in his career. One of the rare athletes who, in his prime, could do anything on either end of the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand him because of Bosch going to Miami in that first super team with LeBron, and I that just transferred hatred over to Dwayne. But, yeah, up and down the court, I mean, especially early Miami, Dwayne, that guy was everywhere, always. That's that's all I remember is that guy's arms extending out to save balls and whatever. Well, he's the reason they they beat Dallas in the, uh, in the finals that year. Yeah, that performance in that whole oh, dude. I, you're bringing it all up beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, it, he – that was actually in that finals too. That that finals reminded me of this this past one. It's yeah. just you know two teams that you didn't expect. I mean, even though Shaq was there, Shaq was on the decline. But just Dwayne Wade coming into his own, and he blossomed into the player he is now. Number three, the logo himself, Jerry West, played for the Lakers from 1960 to 1974. Finals MVP in 1969, 14-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, 5-time All-Defense, Hall of Famer, of course, and strangely enough, only one championship, too, in 1972. Career stats, this man averaged 27 points per game, 6.7 assists per game, 2.6 steals per game, and he shot 4.74% from field goal range. Or from the field goal. Yeah, a legend. Sometimes it's so hard to appreciate the older games, too, because all you can see is just the, like, the footage that they have and how the game was so different. You're just like, man, like, just dominant, but it's just so it's so wild how different it is. Oh, yeah, it's night and day when you're comparing the games from the 70s and the 80s to, you know, to now. Like, watching think- Jerry West highlights and Dwayne Wade highlights was so, <laughs> like, different, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Did you know... He averaged 40.6 points per game in the 1965 playoffs Damn. and remains the only player from a losing team to win finals MVP in 1969. That I did know, but I didn't know the points. That's yeah. sick. But yeah. Well, there's a reason why he's the logo, man. Yeah, I remember there was a comment, too, from some legend. It was like, only Jerry would be the only guy who could lose an NBA and win the NBA. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. The number two, and a man you and I have dedicated the season to, Black, the Mamba himself, Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant. The L.A. Laker for life will always be an L.A. Laker. This man, and actually, Jerry West was the man that drafted him. Yep. Uh, this man was an MVP in 2007, the 2007-2008 uh, season. Two-time finals MVP, 17-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, two-time scoring champ. Five-time NBA champion. Obviously, he won three in a row with Shaq Daddy, 2000, 2001, 2002. Then he won with Pow Daddy, 2009, 2010. Career stats, 25.2 points, 5.3 rebounds, 4.8 assists. Shot 4.49 percentage uh, from the field. Uh, The greatest... 
the greatest maker of tough shots in the NBA history, the closest player to his airness, carved his own legacy with Mamba mentality. Beautiful. Beautiful. I can't argue with any of that. No, it's uh probably yeah, it's just it's still shocking that he's not around and Yeah, that just, is yeah. You just appreciate what he did for the sport in his game and where he came from a lot more. And obviously, number one, this is a no-brainer. If anyone ever had this list differently and this man was not number one, you were not a basketball fan and you don't know shit. Well, just don't respect their opinion. Don't respect their opinion. Never do. So, obviously, number one, the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Oh, Matrix Glitch, Bulls jersey. Where'd it go? There it is. There it is. Somewhat. There. Sorry, guys. Gian, like Giannis wearing the Bulls. I, I like my backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, sick, though. I mean, yeah. What can you say? So, yeah, he was with the Bulls from 1984 to 93. Um, then went to go play baseball, obviously. Then he came back 95 to 98. Played for the Wizards, if you remember, from 2001 to 2003. I try not to remember that shit. (laughs) But let me tell you about this man. 14, nope. Five-time MVP, league MVP. So the 87-88 season, 90-91 season, 91-92 season, 95-96 season, 97-98 season. Six-time finals MVP, 14-time all-star 11-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defensive Player, 10-time Scoring Champion, Defensive Player of the Year in 1987, Rookie of the Year in 1984, Hall of Famer, 6-time Champion, only man to go to win three in a row twice, his airness, Michael Jordan, and his stats are pretty crazy too. 30.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game 5.3 assists per game he shot 4.97 from the field the goat the best combination of brains athleticism and competitiveness simply the best to ever step on the hardwood jesus that was yeah that's more than enough because i mean what are you doing listening to this pod if you don't know who mj is like the absolute goat there is no discussion i don't care who number two is and thinks he's number one that guy, MJ, is number one. Yeah, hands down, the best, the best ever. Like I know there's been a lot of basketball in history, but the best ever. The the, the way this man was a perfectionist, the way this man motivated himself to win at all costs, did, and didn't ask to join super teams, didn't didn't ask for really anything. He just asked to play. Dude, I still remember being a little kid, and we everybody wanted to be the Bulls when you were playing pickup basketball in, in like the driveways. And even I had the black and red hat just because like the Raptors were new expansion, whatever. And the Raptors weren't even there at the start as well with us. But like, just everybody wanted to be Chicago. Like, all right, fine, I'll be Pippin, fine, whatever. But you always <laughs> wanted to be MJ. You always wanted to rock the gear, like the the international. If you weren't around for MJ, like it was crazy the stranglehold this guy had on the world, like Michael Jackson type levels. Yeah, like he's one of he's the most iconic sports figure, I think, in history. 
remember remember the, I don't know if you saw the clip from when the dream team went to France and they 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 were saying the the lineups were stupid people who didn't care for basketball they just wanted to see Michael Jordan like it was just nuts yeah. worldwide recognized oh yeah and like one of the first guys to really like make like like the whole Jordan brand and everything that he did just paved the way now for the future like the guy just made money like just unreal He's still making money. That Jordan brand is worth so much. It's it's crazy. Oh yeah, dude. Every time I play two K, I usually sign with Frank and Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you made my life a whole hell of a lot easier because I'm just gonna power off my top five because you pretty much have everything I wrote down to the quotes and everything. So I will say I battled at number five because my number six is Allen Iverson. Okay. The answer. I can't believe you just said that. No championship, but I I wanted Allen on the list and he was almost number five. Legit. I was going to ask you, who did you leave off? Who, who were you, uh, who were you thinking about scratching? AI was my number six. Like I battled him and Clyde. Yeah. My little brother was obsessed with AI when he was going all over, like just the, the braids, the attitude, man, just everything, the headband, like just the socks pulled out, like just, I mean, practice. Like I wanted AI because again, of my disdain for the whole Bosch thing, I have number five, Dwayne Wade from Miami. I could, I could just not put him above five <laughs> i don't give a shit number four clyde drexler uh i think you put it perfectly dude if this guy did not play in the mj era that is the only weakness to his legacy just wrong time wrong place oh, yeah. he would go down if just a couple years before or after he would go down as an all-time great i truly believe that like watching highlight reels of that guy that was a superstar Dude, I was before we did this pod. I was watching, I was watching the ninety, I believe it was the ninety-two finals with uh, MJ versus Clyde, and Clyde was he didn't step down, man. Like he could ball. Just totally underappreciated. Just one of those things where the fans will always talk about him in the future, and you bring him up, and you look at the books, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember against MJ, but it's just not as much recognition as he deserves. Just wrong time. And then I don't even have to look at the notes because the top three are the exact same as yours, Melky. Number three, Jerry West. I mean, future Lakers GM to number two. But uh, what the face of the NBA at the time, and like I said, the only guy to lose a championship and still win the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, who we dedicate this whole season to. We've had special moments at the end. I mean, Kobe Bryant. I The time has flying, uh, flown by because we've all been stuck indoors because it's crazy how long ago – his passing happened and it's just like the fact like you said that he's gone because kobe was unreal i mean you you knew he was getting back into the game like that's where all signs were pointing that's like the most frustrating part but what he did for this uh i mean we've we've gone over a moment every two moments every episode so over 20 moments of this guy and there's even more than that like we left some off the table that's all you need to know about him and then number one the greatest of all times the one to save the looney tunes Michael, <laughs> I mean, this guy, Melky, bring that beautiful jersey up because it, it is a nice jersey. I mean, all I see is Giannis, but anyways, he's he's holding up the Chicago jersey. Yeah, sorry, it's, folks. It's, it's like still not happening. Move it quickly. <laughs> Move it quickly. There you go. Yeah, there. Everybody sees it. It's but a yeah, classic red too. 
Yeah, MJ is number one. If you don't have MJ number one at shooting guard, then we can't respect your opinion. I mean, it's simple as that. Like, he's the GOAT. The GOAT. It's if, if you were saying, oh, man, uh, who who's, like, the greatest hockey player, like, to get the most points, and you don't say Wayne Gretzky. Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah, you really shouldn't watch sports anymore. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Last my five of the season, buddy. Way to go. Now moving on to another final for the season. It's the final Kobe moment. Like we've said, every episode, uh, we've talked about our favorite moments. Even in the playoffs, it was favorite playoff moments. I mean, we just wanted to show our respect to this guy for the last time. We're going to put it away after this. There will be no more Kobe moments. We're going to we're gonna do this differently. I, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll choose another player or maybe an organization. But we're going to bring back favorite moments. It's pretty nice at the end of the episode to just kind of reminisce on stuff. So we're definitely Absolutely. bringing this back. Absolutely. But Melky, my moment, and there were a couple. I really didn't know what to do, but I thought out of respect, I'm going to go with January 22nd, 2006. <laughs> that, of course is when Kobe scores 81 points to beat your Toronto Raptors 122 to 104. I do not want to highlight a Raptors loss and I was going to do the three-peat or something, but you know what? Shot 28 for 46 from the field, seven of 13 three-pointers, 55 points alone in the second half. It wasn't like you can say that he was just, you know, shooting 20 for 50 and it was just whatever. Like he was actually putting the work in hustling. Toronto just didn't give it to him. We just weren't a good grit uh good team so that's going to be my moment to finish it off it's a little tribute to the raptors and and our moment in history with one of the greats the second best shooting guard all time kobe (laughs) took the words out of my mouth that was actually my favorite moment too (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering i was you know what i had three and kind of abc and then i'm like well whichever order we go in then i'll just shoot it off I mean, but it's a pretty iconic uh, moment because only Will Chamber Chamberlain had a hundred points yeah. beforehand, so it, no one really touched that until Kobe Bryant embarrassed the Raptors that on that date. And I don't. It should be recognized. It should be recognized because no one, no one's probably gonna ever do that either. So it was an awesome moment. I think it just showed Kobe's, you know, fearlessness, Kobe's tenacity, Kobe's voraciousness like kobe is a dog man like kobe they were down too in that game and kobe put them on their shoulders and he's like nah i'm gonna gonna make history right now yeah i i was actually working and got a text from my buddy too about kobe going off in the second half and it just so worked out that i was able to go home and watch the end of the game and (laughs) at the time i was really pissed off I was really because Kobe's an active player in the league and I'm an, I'm a Raptors fan. So I was not happy watching this. I mean, respect to him, but as times moved on and I mean, lots of time has passed on. It's just, you're right. It's an iconic moment. It's one of the biggest moments of his career. I just actually liked, it was against Jalen Rose and Jalen Rose has a big mouth. So if anyone could be embarrassed on the night, I'm glad it was him. <laughs> okay. What's your moment? That was my moment. That's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. That's cool. So, so I'll say... No, there's nothing wrong with sharing at all. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. You, know, you have to rectify it. it I it's do have to rectify it. Yeah, it is. No, you're right. I was going to say, because the other ones were the three-peat, 
And then obviously the pass to Shaq that I highlighted in the playoff. That that pass to Shaq. Yeah. Okay, dude, crazy. All right. Great (laughs) think alike. I love it. All right, folks, that does it. Part one, what we're calling the season finale. It's over. Season one is done. Melky, this has been fucking awesome to do with you, buddy. I'm I'm already pumped for next season. You know, parting is such sweet sorrow. But in this case, it's not because you can't because we're like stink on a monkey. You just simply can't get rid of us. Now, this has been a blast, man. I, I shout out to you. Shout out to uh, the network. Uh, I, I had so much fun doing this. So we came into our own. Uh, it's two two basketball fanatics coming together, bringing you guys entertainment. And hopefully all you fans liked it. And I'm telling you, season two is going to be even more off the hook, going to be more prepared. We're going to have more episodes out. It's going to be a thing of beauty. Um, You know, just thank you for putting up with us, you know, with all those brick shots and all those traveling violations. Yeah, we've we've missed so many shots. I mean, Melky, I, I love what you just said there, buddy. Kudos to you, too. I couldn't ask for a better partner for a basketball pod. You know your shit, man. Uh, to our co-host, uh, guest, Kevin. I mean, we're going to have that guy on the pod again. We're going to have a couple other guest stars. It's going to be wonderful. And he's right. Definitely more episodes because we can tell you now that the momentum we picked up in these playoffs because the first start of this show, we were kind of learning our grasp and figuring out what to do. It started off slow, but the p- playoffs we picked up I can tell you right now we're doing at least minimum an episode a month. Then going back to our playoff round-by-round coverage, it's going to be a blast. The notes are already flying. We've got some ideas for new segments. It's going to be killer. And then not only that, but like we've been saying all episode, we've got a bonus episode, uh, a summer special. When your show ends and there's that three months after the season finale, you're like, oh my god, there's like no TV that's decent in the summertime until school starts. That sucks. Well, Fuck that. We're not doing that. There's so much to talk about. We got to bring you more content. It's coming out soon. It's going to be a little bridge between seasons. And then we get right back into it. Because even this is a season finale, buddy. It's like a month off and we're right back. Yeah, we're doing this for you fans because there's, there's a lot of basketball activity that happened after uh, after the finals. And we should bring you up to speed, obviously, and because we care about you. And we just want to hear ourselves uh, talk as well. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> A hundred fucking percent. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, we, we just love doing this. is This is a hobby for us, and uh, anytime I can talk sports, especially with someone uh, as brilliant as Bob over here, it's a blessing. So this has been great. I, I can't wait for um, the next chapter uh, of this podcast. I, I'm super stoked. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Soon coming up, season two of Nothing But Miss. Season two of Show Us Your TVs, season two of Leafs Pod, season two, season three, actually, of Mustard. There's a bunch of shit coming soon. We're fired up. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to be talking about the future Raptor basketball. Scotty Barnes, it's coming to you soon with the bonus episode. I can't wait. (laughs) Masai, I hope you know what you're doing. But speaking of help, help support the channel by visiting our sponsor, smoothmyballs.com. Receive 15% off, dropping promo code NA30. If you hairy mofos are wanting to please your wife, purchase now and start your journey to a happier life. 
Yeah, okay. Dog days of summer. You don't want that swamp balls, okay? I'm, I'm terming that right now, swamp balls. You do not want that, gents. You know what I'm talking about. Clean that shit up. Clean that shit up. Yeah, get rid of that. Get rid of that safari down there. <laughs> All right. I'm Ba. That's Melk. This is nothing but miss the end of season one. We'll see you folks soon. Peace. See ya. See ya. <laughs>